Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm James, right? <laughs> yes, that's who you are. I'm Jess. Do you hear my hesitation every single time, though? Huh? Do you hear my hesitation every single time? Because every time. I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because James is a nickname. That's so true. sometime, I think maybe like your brain just like catches. I'm like, who am I? Because I prefer to be called Jess. Yeah. I don't prefer the full Jessica, like mm-hmm. not for any particular reason, just because I don't know, just easier. Yeah. So it was just. Kind I have of so weird. many nicknames in my family. I like, don't. I never get called my name ever. No. Yeah. Everyone has a different nickname. I have to like remember all of them. <laughs> Respond to so many different <laughs> names. It's so funny. No, but. people just in my family, it's either Jess or Jessica or Jesse. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. On I my mom's I side. I don't I particularly I enjoy it. Oh, okay. I won't then. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Like it they, I don't know. But my whole family is like that. We call each other different names. Nobody ever gets called their name in my whole family ever. Unless we're in trouble. Yeah. Then I know or something's wrong. I mean, no, no. my husband doesn't call me by my name. We're we're a um, babe couple, babe, which I know babes made fun of. Um, but you guys aren't like obnoxious about it. It just like naturally happened. And I'll say yeah. like like if we're in company, I might say like babe once on accident, and then I'll be like Michael. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, like if we're with our friends two of the other guys' heads will turn because they don't know who's talking. Yeah. I mean, like, everybody's a babe. The other one. Other babe. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. But Babe's a popular one. But I don't know how it happened either. It just happened. It's like, I don't know. I think it's nice. Pet names is cute for each other. Those are the only... I mean, I have 17 names for my dog. Oh, yeah. But, like, for pet mm-hmm. names for each other, we don't we don't call each other like, like my cat. So my cat's name, one of my cat's names, her name is Tallulah. She's fat and she has a mustache. She's so cute. But we call her Tallulah, Luli, Tululi, Luli Bear. Um, <laughs> that was my dog. <laughs> she hates it. She uh, hates it. Uh, we are we just call her Bear. Or we call her Fat Girl, Fat Kitty, or Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even names. tell you the amount of names. I guess I like, there's probably more. One. We call her Max, Bubbers, um, Munchkin, Munchkin, <laughs> Munch. Just like stuff. <laughs> it just like slowly evolves. <laughs> but she will look at all to all of them. Oh, she's, see, that's the difference with cats. It doesn't matter what you call them. They ignore you. So there's no... She's currently <laughs> you can call moving them whatever you want. my rolly desk 
her ball in under my rolly desk. Oh no. Bubba's. She's mad. Oh, I call her Bubba's. <laughs> See? There you go. But yeah, names are interesting things. I have my other cat, Stevie, named after Stevie Nicks. But I've gotten into the habit of calling her Steven lately, just because I think it's funny. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> like when she's like when she's being naughty. Yeah. I think it's funny. I still like Stevie. Funny. Steven. I'll be like, Steven. <laughs> it's just funny to yell. I think it's funny to yell human names at animals. <laughs> it is. Um, we really want a basset hound. Uh-huh. Um, later down the line. And if we get one, I just want to name it like a like I, we want a girl dog because we've had boy dogs and they're just yeah oh, girls are so much easier but um just name it like jennifer <laughs> or something <laughs> just you know rachel <laughs> yeah barbara just a full on, oh barbara would be great barbara's cute Donna. i have a friend who she had she named her dog he recently passed away her dog's name was frank Mm -hmm. it was so cute i love that that is cute i mean my dog's name is charlie so yeah well we do have jack but that's because he's jack russell and we couldn't come to an agreement on what to name him he's cute (laughs) but oh so many nicknames speaking of things that have multiple names oh nice (laughs) you like that Uh, we are talking about um, a book of shadows today, or a grimoire, if you will. Mm. Um, some people call them different things; just depends. And they mm-hmm. are kind of different—a book okay. of shadows versus a grimoire. Um, however, what I've realized doing my research and kind of like thinking about doing this episode for a while. Um, the, but what I've noticed is that in kind of like our modern witchcraftery communities mm-hmm. or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, people interchange the word. So it's kind of like yeah. one in the same. So when I go through the history, I'm going to talk about the history of both one okay. which is very modern, um, and the other, which is very ancient. I'm sure mm. you can switch, switch. And <laughs> then, um, I'm going to go into what you can put into it because I am going to talk about the differences of the two, but then when I talk about creating your own, I'm going to talk about them like they're the same. You can't see me, okay. but you know what I mean. Yeah, she did the, the same finger crossy fingers. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like I did it too. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's, that's what it is. Um, my sources are Wikipedia. LearnReligions.com, TheTravelingWitch.com, and WiccanNow.com. Wonderful sources. Now, I personally, last episode, we talked about like vision boards and how I love planners and like all that fun stuff, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have wanted to make my own one of these for flipping forever, right? (laughs) It's right up my alley. So many different ways you can do this from the fanciest manchiest to like literally a three ring binder. Um, But I just don't have time. And I don't know if you remember way back in the beginning of quarantine, um, like let's say probably 
April, I want to say. I bought, I'm showing James so you guys can't see it. I bought my notebook. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> and that. And I was going to make my own um, tarot interpretation yeah. guide, okay. right? Yes. Now, when you're talking about something like that, that can kind of go into the grimoire category. Okay. okay. It's a, a book that is quite similar to a textbook where mm-hmm. you're going to have very specific information, instructions, mm-hmm. history, guidelines, whatnot, right? Okay. So what I was making and only got to the point <laughs> <laughs> where I have only like the pictures in here. Oh, that's pretty that. good. <laughs> it's a step. Like that is what you can do. You can do one for just moon cycles. You can do one for like, say you just want a grimoire of the moon, right? Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of the moon cycles, moon phases, what each one means when, okay. um, what you might want to do during those small little notebook for that. Right. Okay. Or you can have like a section in one that has like astrology or the moon phases or the whatnot. It's really up to you if you want to have one based on mm-hmm, some specific mm-hmm. or have it more of like a multiple area guide. Okay. Book of Shadows is um, more, it has all of those components, but then it also has like a good journaling aspect. Got or it. Like, say okay. you put your daily pools in there as well, or your weekly spreads or your yearly spread and come back and reflect on that. It's more it's personal. Kind of, yeah, it's more personalized. Okay. But like I said before, today in today's kind of like community i see Mm -hmm. the word very much interchanged yeah i do yeah Um, i agree i think it's because it depends on what word you want to use like book of shadows sounds like super witchy but like grimoire sounds like super cool at the same time and it's like yeah which one do you want to use Mm -hmm. so let me kick this dog out of my room and then we'll get going go for it Okay, so I'm going to start with the Book of Shadows, which is a very brief history um, because it was invented technically in the 1940s. So the Book of Shadows is um, technically a book containing religious texts and instructions for magical rituals found within the neo-pagan practices of Wicca or paganism um, or whatever, what have you. More common in Wicca practice because um, it was technically, finger quotes, invented by Gerald Gardner, who is the Mm -hmm. finger quotes inventor or at least founder of the Wiccan Mm -hmm. practice. Or he's attributed to founding it or whatever word you want to use. He gets credit for it. Yeah. Um, So he started using that name – with the books that he would develop with for the Wiccan practice, the okay. Book of Shadows. So it caught on between kind of like the late 1940s, early 1950s. So not okay. old. No, not at all. <laughs> no. Um, so he, his first coven, uh, many of you might already know this, was the Brickett Wood Coven. Um, and that's where he first started using this book. Uh, the Book of Shadows is also used by other Wiccan traditions such as Alexandrianism and Hamalanism. Um, and it got really popular in the 1970s. 
Um, same with how a lot of the crystals and mm-hmm. incense and everything got popular mm-hmm. around that time again. Um, and then it kind of, instead of being used, sorry, my pregnant breathing is difficult, but um, instead of being used in more of a coven kind of fashion where like there was a one book or a few books the whole coven used mm-hmm. it really became a solitary practice um i think that's just how witchcraft uh has evolved yeah. um it's definitely I, I know in my experience in my research it's not really a heavy coven practice anymore um mm-hmm. or your coven is very small yeah at least i mean i could totally be wrong um so this book is quasi based on two things um the first one is the ideas of a traditional grimoire um the second are the ideas and practices of Aleister Crowley so we've talked in excess of Aleister Crowley you can go (laughs) back and listen to our left hand and right hand path episodes um but he was basically Heavy occultist um, who did a lot of really interesting things in very fascinating yeah. ways. And yeah. really liked to dress the part. Um, yeah. It was all about the drama. Yes. And. Theater. Yes. So, and as you know, or may or may not know, Wicca isn't really about the drama. You know, it's about mm. the practice. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so. Gardner had a high priestess, and her name was Doreen Valiente. Um, mm-hmm. And she says that the first time that the terminology Book of Shadows is used is actually in a 1949 article um, from the Occult Observer, which he wrote for that, which okay. Gardner wrote for that. And that's kind of like where the ga- name gained popularity. Um when she, Doreen, gained some more popularity and um, power responsibility in that coven, the Brickett Wood Coven, she started to restructure the way that the Book of Shadows was written and used to actually move away from Aleister Crowley practice oh, okay. um, and move towards kind of what we know it as today, which is like text, instructions, visuals, mm-hmm journaling your own personal kind of like touch on there right because she and like other groups don't really like to be associated with Crowley because he is kind of out there you know Mm. to each their own but this group wanted to separate themselves um so there can sometimes exist kind of like two book of shadows kept by more traditional uh, Wiccans or people of the pagan practice, one being kind of like the actual, um, I guess, text, you could say, like Mm -hmm. textbook quality, and then the other being more of like a journaling uh, recipes, kind of like personalized thing. So some have two, some have one, and they just merge the two into one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So- there you go. Book of Shadows. That one's easy. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. So not very old, um, but just the name, you know? And the name got real popular in modern times because of Charmed, the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They use the Book of Shadows in there. Um, and after... Cool. It sounds very witchy. Yeah. 
Can you be like my diary or like my book of shadows? Yeah, like, exactly. So, but if you like that, go for it. Yeah, for sure. Go for it. <sighs> okay, moving on to a grimoire. Um, a grim- grimoire is a word that kind of looks like, um, or it has a wonky pronunciation because like Samhain, when you look at the word Samhain, it looks like Sam Hain, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you look at grimoire, it, I don't even know what that would say. Grim doesn't look like grimoire. <laughs> it's like it's spelled like French, right? Like and the it way... is a French word. Okay, it is yeah. a French word. It comes from um, French background. It's um, like O I R E or something. Yes, and mm-hmm. but you do pronounce it at least in the American pronunciation. It's like grim and war. So grimoire. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Grimoire is a textbook of magic, typically including instructions on how to create magical objects like talismans and amulets, how to perform magical spells, charms, and divination, and how to summon or invoke supernatural entities such as angels, spirits, deities, and demons. Mm. Handy. Handy dandy. Handy dandy notebook. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he might be. He has a magical friend. His whole house is magical. He does. His dog is blue. True. It's a demon. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> um, in many cases, the books themselves um, are believed to actually have power themselves, like within the pages mm-hmm. of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, although in many cultures, other sacred texts that are not grimoires, such as the Bible, um, are believed to have supernatural properties as well. So, right. again, it's what you believe, what you put your faith into. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only contents uh, in the grimoire should be information basically. So information on spells, rituals, preparation of magical tools, lists of ingredients, recipes, their magical correspondence, and so on and so forth. So in the definition sense of a grimoire, it is strictly speaking a text or an informational text if you want to get teacher with it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we would call it. In school, yeah. an informational text, like a science book, math book, history book, right? magic book. Okay. Magic book. It's your magic book. So the earliest known written magical incantations come from ancient Mesopotamia. Love that word. Yeah. Which is modern <laughs> Iraq, if you did not know. Um, and they were found to be inscribed cuneiform clay tablets cuneiform if you do not know is very similar to um pictographs <laughs> they're pictographs <laughs> yes so pictographs um hieroglyphics it's uh using symbolism instead of letter formation of words right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so cuneiform clay tablets that archaeologists evacuated from the city of urk and dated between fifth and fourth centuries bc Super freaking old. Okay. BC again, before Christ. So, before before. Cthulhu. (laughs) It could be. (laughs) Starts in the sea. It does. Uh, The ancient Egyptians also had magical incantations, which have been found inscribed on amulets and other items. Um, 
the Egyptian magical system uh, was known as Heka and mm-hmm. greatly altered and expanded after the Macedonians kind of came in with Alexander the Great mm-hmm. um, when they invaded Egypt in 332 BC. So okay. lots of things yeah. happening here. As we know, before Christianity started to do its thing um, and Jesus started to do his thing, you know, <laughs> uh the world was a very pagan place, you know, right. and um, very polytheistic and just so many cultures and just right. so much going on and all kinds of things. Fun, mm-hmm. awesome, and beautiful things. Um, so with the mixture of ancient Egyptian religion, Macedonian religion, um, the religions of Mesopotamia and all those gods and like everything coming together with these mergings and wars and Mm -hmm. trade routes and all these things that were happening in history that make me very excited. Um, Mm -hmm. You get all these mixes of ideas and mixes of gods and goddesses and stories and legends and all of these beautiful things. And that stuff, got written down, you know, right. and people really believed um, and people even still believe to this day that gods controlled the moon and the sun and the crops and the harvest and the tides mm-hmm. and all of these things. And if they didn't believe that a god was doing it, they had some kind of understanding that nature was doing it. And they had right. understanding of energy and good and evil and all of these things. And so there have been spells since the fourth century BC, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, not just the ones that they found written down, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to think all the way to the Druids and in freaking Ireland and Scotland and all throughout Germanic Europe and everything that was going on in the time of Stonehenge and henges Mm -hmm. in general, because there's so many henges and, (laughs) You know, some of popular hinge. Yeah. Spells and incantations and things were getting written down so much longer than the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this conversation that so let me keep yeah. going. Going Christian into ancient Greek and Rome, um, they had books of magic and they started using these first that were invented by the Persians, and then they kind of like brought them in. Um, the first century AD writer, Pliny the Elder, there's a really good beer called Pliny the Elder, <laughs> um, <laughs> made in Santa Rosa, California, that if you can get your hands on it, it's very good. And they have Pliny have the drink Elder, for which is made very rarely, I think once a year. Um, but anyways, streaming <laughs> of beer because she can't yeah. have any. <laughs> um, So anyways, this guy, he said that magic had been first discovered by an ancient philosopher, um, Zorcaster, around the year 647 BC, but that Mm -hmm. it was only written down in that 5th century by um, the magician Athens. And he cl- his claims um, aren't supported by historians, of course, because we mm-hmm. like tangible evidence. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Like the Bible, which has almost <laughs> no tangible evidence. But it's Jesus, so it's fine. So it's true. <laughs> historians don't always believe what the Bible says. Just, you know. I mean, um, why would you? 
So, uh, let's see. Okay. So, aside from this, uh, these claims by the Persians and Pliny the Elder and whatnot, there is definite evidence that grimoires were being used by certain um, sects of Christianity in the very, very early beginnings, just because before all of the no, you can't do this, this, and this, you know, and mm-hmm. burn the witch and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in the book of Enoch, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but found within the Dead Sea Scrolls, for instance, there's information on astrology and the angels. Um, there's a possible connection between that same book and the idea that Enoch and his great-grandson Noah having involvement um, with books of magic given to them by angels mm. throughout the medieval period. Um, okay. And remember in the medieval period, they believed in angels and demons. Like they were right. real and true and there, you know, yeah. and some Catholics and some Christians really do believe that. And if you do that, do it. Like, yeah. that's fine. Believe what you want. Um, so that kind of obviously evolves out. So let's skip some hundreds of years. And when Christianity does become the dominant faith in the Roman Empire, um, with Constantine, and we know he rewrote the Bible. He did. He rewrote sure it. Um, and it's been interpreted in so many different languages and so many different times. Who knows what the real one said? But right. um, the early Roman Empire kind of like frowned upon using books of magic. This is like where the first no nos started, right? Mm-hmm. Um, connecting the party with- ended. Yes. Uh, Connecting it with paganism. And this is when book burnings began. Not cool. Fun. Uh, First of all, not cool for two reasons. First reason being, you know how long it took an individual human to write a book? Yeah. Because they had to do it by hand because... What's-his-face had not invented the printing press in Germany yet. Johann Gutenberg had not invented the printing press yet, which we've... The first book that he printed was the bible of course it was (laughs) the gutenberg bible um which is actually quite beautiful if you can ever see one um but burning of books at this time would have been huge in regards to like oh my goodness they're like actually burning a book because people were still doing them by hand um so even the today, new day, it's not cool. Even today, it's not cool. No. Why would you do that? Just leave them alone. Just don't read them. Carbon footprint, guys. Come on. Um, in the New Testament, it says that after the unsuccessful exorcism by the seven sons of Sceva mm-hmm. become known, many converts decided to burn their own magical and pagan books um, because of that story. Okay. Yeah, I guess because... They became worried of possession Hmm. um, and, like, the dealings with, like, magic and possession being connected or if possession is connected to magic, like, you can only do it or practice it because an evil entity is telling you to. That's kind of, like, where that started with that Seven Sons story. Mm -hmm. Like the scare tactics. Yeah, which we do know. I mean... To me, the Bible is a book of fables, right? And when you're told a fable, 
you're told a lesson or a moral. There's like something behind it, right? Right. And that's what I personally believe the Bible is. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was aimed at doing several different things at once. One, converting pagans to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, two, converting anybody to Christianity. Um, <laughs> yeah. And showing people the bad things that would happen to you if you didn't follow the tenets of Christianity and the quote unquote good things that would, that would. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So these books of magic, these grimoires were being burned um, because the Bible said so, or maybe not said so in a sentence, but, you inferred that it was interpreted that way that that was not good anymore so mm-hmm. skipping another couple hundred years um with the resurgence of occultism um throughout history throughout the medieval period throughout the renaissance um then there was a huge kind of like uh downtrodden again um with uh lutheranism protestantism mm-hmm. all that stuff these books again would have like these rise and falls right, right, um, right. and then when you finally go into like regency era and then into victorian times where we've talked about um the uh, tarot readings and things like that mm-hmm. going into mm-hmm. the early 1900s and then finally today where wiccan pagan practice is i wouldn't say fully accepted but it's something that's finally being it's not so in the shadows yeah yeah it's It's a little more spoken about um so people now are much more inclined to either purchase or create their own Mm -hmm. because now we can do it and now we have the um now we have the social emotional mental freedom Mm-hmm. to choose what religion we want to follow, what practices we want to mix, what we personally believe to be true and not true. Um, so yeah. there's also that not that fear, of, at least in most parts of the world, of death or burning, yeah. of, you know, you yes. can yeah openly, as openly as you choose, openly yes. practice. Your faith. Exactly. And so that's why now they're so readily available. You can buy Mm -hmm. them on Amazon. You can buy them at Barnes and Noble. You can do whatever. Etsy. Etsy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You can buy pages. You can buy templates. You can buy full blown, like the Green Witch book that Mm -hmm. uh, everybody is buying. I know James bought it for me. I have it. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You can literally go into a bookstore, go into an occult shop, go on Amazon and find what you consider to be grimoires on any occult topic. Divination. You can look them up online. You can read them online. And so it's just a testament on how things can change but stay the same at the same time. Like things like grimoires because they've been around, let's say – since the fourth and fifth century written down and mm-hmm. they've been through this roller coaster of good, not good, burn, don't burn mm-hmm. all the way to 2021. 
where people now openly just have them in their living rooms and talk about them and share them. And it's wonderful. Yeah, They have whole social media pages dedicated to them and that's their job. Mm -hmm. They're fun. Exactly. Yeah. I think that you can consider some Instagram pages, virtual grimoires. Yeah. Um, Definitely some blogs some websites mm-hmm. you know where you can just go and find that information um yeah which is fantastic for sure that's cool yeah. so i'm gonna tell you how you make your own but before we do that let's take a break hello sit for a spell listeners is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. That is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell as i said at the beginning um with this how to make your own i'm gonna merge the two and call them the same okay okay um just for the basics of materials let's say table of contents <laughs> or like mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. you know um yeah. and then you personally can make the choice to have two where you call one your book of shadows, you call one your grimoire. Again, your book of shadows is going to have maybe more journaling, maybe more personal touches, tarot spreads, um, Mm -hmm. personal thoughts, experiences, whatnot, when your grimoire might have more just text information. Um, Right. Again, you can make both beautiful. You can make both as clinical as you want, as clean. Um, Totally up to you. Okay. So to make your own, first you're going to, of course, need your medium. What are you going to use? You're going to use a bullet journal. Um, If you don't know what a bullet journal is, it's a bound notebook that has all those dots in there. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, and you make your own grids and things, um, right. a blank notebook, a lined notebook, spiral notebook, um, mm-hmm. three ring binder. Some people really like the three ring binders, especially for the grimoire, because it's really easy just to print things out, hole punch and stick them in there, you know, yeah. use dividers, um, yeah. whatever you want. You can go as far as going to the 99 cent store and getting some paper, a spiral notebook, whatever, to Mm -hmm. going on Etsy and buying a hand-bound leather gorgeous stamped journal. You know, whatever floats your boat. And who's to say you start, maybe you can't afford that right now. You start one way, you can always transfer stuff over later, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently, since I've never made one, and but I can imagine <laughs> this part would cause me some stress, <laughs> is <laughs> how you're going to order your book, how you're going to organize right. it. Right, right. Um, this is another reason why people like 3D, 3D. <laughs> 3D binders, um, <laughs> 3D ring binders so much because there's no set in stone. You can move it around. Um, if you are using a bullet journal or a bound journal or a spiral notebook, this this might cause you some, I don't know, some stress or just don't know what to do just because you don't know mm-hmm. how many pages you want to devote to one section. Um, right. If you want a notebook per topic, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, for example, if this if I was going to make one, which I do want to, I would use a bound journal, maybe not like a super expensive one, but like some kind of bound lined journal right. um, or blank journal that I can like um, cut things out of, paste things in, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, kind of scrapbooky is what I imagine mine to be like. This would cause me some issues because I'd be like, do I need 20 pages for astrology? Do I need? (laughs) Right. Or like if you think you're done and you move on and then you're like, oh, I forgot. Like, yeah. Yes. So (laughs) um, there are tons of um, examples of table of contents of uh, finished grimoires where you can kind of get a sense of what you might want to add into yours, mm-hmm. um, and how many pages that person used, or um, you can always think about, well, is divination really important to you or is working with herbs more important to to divvy out those pages? Um, right. Some people also just, in my mind, it's chaos, but in your mind, it might be beautiful. <laughs> Where just every time you learn something new, that's the next page, you know? Mm -hmm. So everything is everywhere. My personal brain can't do that um, because I just feel like I can't do it. Never be able to find anything. (laughs) Yeah. But some people love that. And it's just like every time you learn something new, it's a new page. Um, So you can do that too. That way it's cool too because then it's like your grimoire. But then it's like also your own personal journey through – yeah, you know, you're you learning. I mean, but again, I think that's for a personal use, or maybe for like to hand down to like a relative, like a son or a daughter or something. That is very true. So, um, there are some things that, in general, people include. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of these, if you are not of Wicca practice, you might not want to include. Um, whatever you know. Mm-hmm. 
So the first thing are the laws of your coven or tradition. So you might want to have a page on karma. If that's something that you're culturally follow, you might want to have a page on the threefold law or on other very specific practices or traditions that your group follows or that you personally follow. So kind of like a list of guiding practices. Mm -hmm. Like I do do this. I will not do this. That's because Mm -hmm. of this, this, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Right. Okay, cool. Or even traditions like I always do intentions under the full moon or I only do intentions Mm -hmm. under the new moon and these are the reasons why or whatever. Mm -hmm. So starting your book with how you practice. So that's kind of like a reminder, you know. Okay. Um, Some people put in a dedication and this can be a dedication to whoever – you follow, maybe you um, practice to a deity, a god, a goddess, or um, just the energies, uh, the four corners, whatever, have it. Mm-hmm. Another page dedicated to that. Um, then this would be more of a Wicca practice is having a section on either your specific gods and goddesses or um, – very specifically the god and the goddess you know mm-hmm. uh, deities deities that you might want to uh, talk to in the future right <laughs> or just uh, say you follow some kind of like norse tradition you might want to put in the common norse deities and gods or if you follow okay. a more druid or celtic tradition same thing you might want to just put them all just so you have um a way to remember who everybody is and what they mm-hmm. do just for future okay. reference. Yeah. Uh, correspondence tables. The, this is a huge one. This is pretty much a big chunk of what people do. Um, like in the essential oils episode, how I said, mm-hmm. okay, all of these scents are associated, associated with all of these things. So you could have a page right. on oils, page on flowers, page on herbs, Page oh, on okay. colors, page on candles, page on fabrics. Like you can just yeah. go and go. Yeah. And go. Um, with these ones, you might want to leave a little bit of room at the end because there's always adding things. Right. Um, so correspondence tables are one of the biggest things to keep. Um, yeah. Mostly because you they're a really easy guide to go back to. Okay, I want to do a protection ritual. I want to focus my altar on protection. Let me go through and find all of the things on protection and I can gather mm-hmm. those materials, you know, very yeah. easy. Like cuz they're like all in one place. Let's see. Um another important section is herbs. Um so you would have your herb correspondences maybe in that section but then you would have your own herb section um Mm. perhaps in the section you might have more information on recipes things not to mix with them when where and why which ones might work better with what candles what oils this one's you're going to get more in depth with your like plants and flowers and things like that Uh talking about them more um maybe a green witch would have a more deeper section on this mm-hmm. and say uh, and, 
astrological witch or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but however, again, it's however much you want to include. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Teas, all kinds of fun stuff mm-hmm. you can do in that section. What not to eat. Yeah. Um, another really big section is the Sabbaths, e-Sabbaths, and other ritual dates. Um, so in this, you can have your uh, – you would have your Wheel of the Year um, mm-hmm. that can start your section. And then you can have pages on each of the Sabbaths and e-Sabbaths. Okay. Samhain, Yule, Moban, all, all of them, you know? Right. Um, and then you can have other ritual times, um, solstices – Winter solstice, summer solstice. Yeah. You can have the moon phases in here if you wanted to, mm-hmm. unless you wanted to keep those separate. Mm-hmm. And then obviously under each one you would have what their meanings are, what their associations are, what you do during those times, recipes. Mm-hmm. Again, keep some blank pages around here because you're always adding more. Always updating. Um, you might want to have a section on divination. This was This would be a big one for me. You would have um, tarot spreads that you can come back to. Maybe you're not journaling your tarot spreads, but maybe you're just giving examples of tarot spreads and when and how to use those. Okay. Um, scrying, uh, astrology, maybe questions to ask during these times, um, kind of keeping a running list of, like I said, questions that you want to ask during your scrying, that you want to ask mm-hmm. during your mirror work, during your tarot work that you can come back to and like re-ask during times of the year. Yeah. Um, some people will put astrology in this section or you can have your own astrology section again, depending on your preferences, but mm. you can have your own specific sign. You can have all the signs in their associations just so you know, um, just depends on how much you want to put in there. Yeah. Then and like how um, important those things are to you you. right Mm -hmm. some people might not even want to put astrology in there at all some people might not want to put tarot in there at all so it's just up to you Uh, a couple other ones are magic recipes so you can always have a separate section maybe towards the end where you're just always adding new recipes that you come across whether it be Mm -hmm. um, actual foods teas oil mixtures infusions anything mm-hmm. um spell crafting section so uh this is another ongoing section some people like to just google spells you know and some yeah. people like to write their own for everything so if you do like to write your own or even if you like to google them you can always write down the ones that you find or the ones that you write um what they're for what you might use during them um and that would be an ever growing section as well yeah um, some people do like to also have lists of books or websites that they find helpful. So you can always go back to them, kind of like okay. a, not like a bibliography, but just kind of like a list yeah. of helpful resources. Yeah, um, that's cool. Just to, so you could remember where did I see this like really awesome website on herbs. Just write it yeah, down. Like a, um, put a little so you don't have to write it all in there. You can say, you know, like this book to helped this. me with this. Yeah. It goes into way more detail in the book. Yeah. See page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So um, again, you can have 
as much or as little. You can have a single book for divination, a single book for your deities, a single book for this and that and the other. Keep them together kind of like as an anthology. Um, you can mix all of this with your own journaling. So say you want to have just a divination book where you do have your spreads that you come back to, but then you also want to write down what spreads you had mm -hmm. um, and their meanings and your interpretations and then have another one for just the recipes you keep creating or another one just for your herbs. Right. You could do whatever you want. <laughs> so, so many yeah. options. So many options. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I haven't made one is because I can't quite wrap my brain around how I would go about doing it. Yeah. It's, I think the getting started is the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Because I get held up with, well, what if I do this and then I finish this section, I move on to another section, but then I want to add more. Like, what would I do? And, yeah. Oh, I like the three ring binder idea, even it's just like yeah. a template mm -hmm. or well, rough draft. And even with the three ring binder, you can get really crafty and creative with it. And Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Three ring binders are great because you can put those like little zippy plastic envelopes or use like the paper protector plastic thingies and mm -hmm. like actually drop stuff in there. You can mm -hmm. do like scrapbooky pages and have those protect it. Like mm -hmm. you can really do a lot. Super with customizable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if your sections get bigger, you can always separate your binders. Yeah. So Pretty cool. So Grimoire and Book of Shadows, slightly different, but today kind of one and the same. Mm -hmm. Depends on your own personal preference and if you prefer more informational text versus journaling. But I also think maybe another reason why they tended to merge is because, like you said, it's become very solitary. Yeah. Um of course, there are people who are in covens and groups and they work together and share resources, pull resources. But even the people that I know personally who practice, like me and Jess and I are very close. My sister and I are very close. My mom, like all of these people that I know, my friends who do practice, we don't ever practice together. No. Like it's very, the most we do together is pull tarot, pull cards for yeah. each other. You know, mm -hmm. we don't. We don't really do much else together. My sister and I will will occasionally meet on the full moon, but still, it's more we're just there together doing our own thing. We're not yeah. doing things together, Yeah, if that makes sense. It does. But I think that could be one reason why. It's because it is very personal, so people do tend to turn these the grimoires into personal-type journals or... yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, you know I what I mean? I do. And, um, I mean, this kind of practice, this kind of craft is ever evolving, um, mm -hmm. ever changing because of the perceptions of it in, mm -hmm. in whatever the current modern society is based on the time period. Mm -hmm. And so we do have access to published texts on divination yeah. on tarot on gods on goddesses and um, we can easily reach those things and so some people might 
have preference to where they only purchase the informational and journal Mm -hmm. the practice, Mm -hmm. um, which is totally fine. And that would be a very easy, practical, efficient way to go about doing it as well. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that. Very cool. Very tip of the iceberg. Yeah. (laughs) I was telling James before we started, this is one of those topics where there's so much information that it's mm-hmm. hard to like pick and choose what to put. This could have been like a five episode series. I think we <laughs> put this on our list like the, the first time we met about <laughs> what can we talk about. It's been on the list for like a year and a half. Yeah. So, but it's a good introduction because a lot of that stuff I hear about books, book of shadows and grimoires mm-hmm. all, all the time, and I have no idea. Yeah. You know how to go about it or how to start or even like the difference. I thought they were the same thing. So yeah, so did I. Very cool. Very cool introduction. And they can be the same. Yeah. I'm pointing at you, but you can't. Do whatever you want. (laughs) Do whatever you want. Who cares? Yeah. So. But very cool. Thanks, Jess. Of course. (laughs) Maybe one day I will start working on my tarot journal. Well. Eventually. So. That's it, right? That's it. You good? Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. Feel Hope free to ask us questions on our Instagram yeah. if you want any clarification. Um, more than corrections. If you yeah. have tips, if you have, we've gotten a couple episode suggestions, so that's cool. Yes, Let us know. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Wear a mask. Be nice to each other. Yeah. Just be a good Get vaccinated person. when it's mm-hmm. your turn. Mm-hmm. Please. Please. I can't wait for my turn. So we can all make it through this together. So just be safe out there. Yeah. Be safe. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.